Welcome to the Care to Change podcast. We are grateful to have you join us. Thank you for being a part of this conversation as we hope to offer you practical solutions for positive change. Welcome everyone. This is April Bordeaux. As always, I'm so glad you've chosen to spend this time with us. It is February and we are kicking off a brand new series this month um, all about self-compassion. And what we have done is we have taken your questions or your comments or your suggestions and we've put them together in this series where we are going to talk about topics that you have asked us to talk about. And all of these topics have something in common. They all require self-compassion at some point. We'd like to begin with a a guest that isn't new to you. In fact, um, she has been on our show a few times. And one of her episodes where she talked about the journey of addiction is actually one of the most listened to podcast releases that we've had since we've started. So Christy, welcome back. I'm so glad that you're with us today. Thank you. I love being here. Christy, for those of you who don't know, if you're if you're new to Christy, uh, please go back and search her out in our podcast, listen to her. She brings so much incredible wisdom with her. Christy is actually in, in charge of our care team, which means that anyone who calls or comes to Care to Change. Um, actually, Christy supervises and trains and chooses. And so she actually may be the first person that you talk to when you call or when you text or when you email. And so she comes into contact with a lot of you who are listening. So you may not know her face, but um, uh, you definitely know her voice or have heard from her if you've called Care to Change. And so we're so glad, Christy, that you're with us. Um, Today, we're going to walk through, just to let you know, those of you who are listening, we are going to walk through a series on self-compassion, and we're going to cover four topics this month. We're going to talk about singleness. We're going to talk about um, body image. We're going to talk about adoption, and we're going to talk about recovering from sexual abuse. Four completely different topics for very difficult topics for different reasons and four topics and issues and seasons that require us to have self-compassion. So let's begin first with just sort of a definition. And I did a little Google search just to kind of come up with a way. What is the best way that we can define self-compassion? Self-compassion, this is not, these are not my words. These are the words of um, Google. So right or wrong, um, it's actually a really good definition. Self-compassion is extending compassion to oneself in the instance of perceived inadequacy, failure, or general suffering. Uh, It can be composed of self-kindness, common humanity, and mindfulness. So this is about being mindful of our situation, recognizing it's part of the human existence to experience suffering or difficulty at some point, and then to offer ourselves kindness rather than an inner critique or an inner questioning of our self-worth because of whatever this season is. So just to start off, wanted to let you know, this is how we are defining self-compassion. And today's topic is about singleness. So Christy, welcome. I'm so glad that you're with us. 
talk with me about what self-compassion is and the reason why it's important when it comes to being single. Yeah, well, singleness is hard. Um, It can be beautiful, but it can be hard. And so self-compassion is required in that because society, there's a a stigma on being single, right? Um, Society pushes marriage and being coupled on us from the time that we're little. Um, You look at all the movies that there are and you see princesses and princes and the happily ever after. And um, you think, you know, for women, we dream of these weddings and these white dresses and one day we'll become a mom. And um, I think it's just something that's, that's almost pushed or just the one view that we're given. So when our life doesn't align into that, um, it can be hard because then we can stop and think, you know, what's wrong with me? Um, is there, so, am I not attractive enough? Am I not able to commit? Is there something that I'm not able to give? And I think, and that is where the self-compassion is needed. I think self-compassion comes in being present and where you're at. Um, you know, one of the Ten Commandments is do not covet. And I think that sometimes we can easily start to covet or compare and say, I wish I had this because we do have an innate human need um, to be with someone. There is a desire. There is a connection that we were created to have. And with the way that society pushes that connection, um, we can oftentimes think about, man, I wish I had that or and it, it really starts to become almost a coveting and a thief of joy and where you're at in your moment. And so to just give yourself the compassion and silence the voices around us and what society says. And, you know, people will say, oh, you're not dating. Let me connect you with someone or let me do this. And it's it's almost like, what's wrong with you? Like you should be dating, but mm-hmm. not necessarily because everyone's journey is different. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the self-compassion is really just being present and understanding that your journey looks different. Um, and also knowing that you are worthy. You are, you do hold value it has nothing to do with you're not attractive enough or it's not this, it's just where you're called to be at this season in life. Mm-hmm. I, I often say um, I have so many friends who are single and I often say it's not about finding someone to be with. It's easy to find someone to be with. It's difficult to find the right someone to be with. And sometimes it is, um, scripture even says it's better to be alone and at peace, right? Than a house full of people and there's lots of strife. And so um, it's not the issue of can you find someone? It's the issue as number one, is there a right someone? And two, is there supposed to be right? A right yeah. someone. And so I love that you say, um, you know, to be present. And it, this is such a difficult topic because I do hear it so much. You know, is there something wrong with me? What's the matter with me? Yeah. How is it that no one wants me? Is it, you know, the question marks, there's so many question marks in this and especially during challenging times, right? When, yeah. or um, 
during the holidays. We've just come off of the holidays and February obviously is the month of love, right? And Valentine's Day. And so there's all kinds of question marks that can easily overtake our minds. And so how do you um how do you handle those things when those maybe you don't have those question marks? I don't know, but what would you say to people who might have those question marks? I definitely have had those question marks. And even in um, hard moments of life. And again, I have to check myself. I'm guilty of this myself um, at times where it's like, there's hard times and you look at other people and you're like, they have someone to go home to, they can cry with, they can share with. And it's not just hard times. It's like when your heart is overflowing with joy and Mm -hmm. you still cannot go home at night and there's not someone to share it with, but that's where society lies to us, right? Because when you, when you shift your mind frame and you realize that as being single, your intimacy can be with God and your creator and the person who knows you better than anyone. And it, and it's like you pour into yourself in those times, right? So Um, It's just the mind shift of, I wish I had, or I don't have, but you do, it just looks different. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and it's, I like what you said, April, about, you know, you, it's not a problem finding someone, it's the right person. And it's, it's almost like we sit in this waiting period, but it's, when someone comes to us and it's the right person, can we be a good steward of that relationship? Can we care for that person to the capacity that we're ready to do it? And so being single really is a gift because it's time that you can find happiness without searching for it in someone else. Does Mm. that? Yes. That's so, so, mm -hmm. yeah. And so just shifting your mind frame to what you wish you had, what you don't have to, you do, it just looks different and it's okay for it to be different. And really it's, I don't know, I've never been married, but to me, like the intimacy with God is, um, I don't know what the word would be. The intimacy with God versus a person is just so fulfilling because he created us to be fulfilled by him. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, and I'm thinking about when you when you said that about intimacy with God and even coming home and sharing um it would it's really easy to replace God with our spouse. And so we go to our spouse to find our worth or to be reminded of our beauty or to have that cheering or to walk through difficult times. And the the cautionary statement with that is what happens when we're married to a human, because we are, they don't fulfill all the things that sometimes people wish for in the context of a relationship. There's disappointment and there's heartache and there's not attunement. And there are all of the things that come with being in relationship with someone else. And so to not believe the lie that, oh, once I get married, then I'll have ABC, whatever the hopes are for marriage, because marriage isn't a guarantee of connection. Marriage isn't a guarantee of a cheerleader. Marriage isn't a guarantee of someone who's happy, right? That's not, it's not a guarantee. I mean, it's a hope. And so what you just said about finding that um, with God, and then I also wonder about finding it in connection 
in relationships with family and friends, that need is met in a way that is so unique and different from a marriage that doesn't just do those things, but has all the hardships included in it or relief that does. And I think being single sometimes, you know, it it leads us down a road of isolation Mm -hmm. and depression and, and the loneliness, right? But I think that's where it takes intentionality and finding your connection through community, through a support system. And, you know, I, there's even been times where I haven't really had like quote unquote friends, right. But it took intentionality. Mm -hmm. It took a level of trust. It took a level of vulnerability. And in that, um, I have found family through others. Right. And so, I think the word family, you know, we're created to have this family, but family can look different for everyone. And mm-hmm. so I I definitely agree with that. Um, you can find connection through community and through support. It just takes intentionality with it. So what are some steps or some practical advice for the people who are listening? I want to I want to go two two ways with this. One for the person who's listening, who is married, but has people who are in their lives like me, I'm married, but I have dear, dear people in my life who are not, who long to be married, or maybe who don't um, long to be married. How do I support them? That's one question. And the other question is, what practical um, steps would you give to someone who desires marriage or doesn't desire marriage and is in a season of singleness, how do they, what steps would you, what steps or um, tips would you give to both? So as far as supporting someone who is single, um, it's an understanding, right? Or just like with anything else in life, understanding that that person is where they're at. Um, And so to say, do you need me to connect you with someone like, or Um, Why aren't you dating? Like, just let them be where they're at so that they can also be present instead of like, if, if there's, if they're trying to keep their mindset on where they are, right. And they're trying to fulfill and pour into themselves because there isn't a partner. So in singleness, it is a level of pouring into yourself and loving yourself And so for them to be able to do that, to just understand where they are and also know that being single, like, um, I think there's so much that can be accomplished in being single that can't be in a relationship. And so to just let them be where they are. Um, And if there are those moments of, gosh, I really want somebody or... I wish I had this, just re-encourage them, right? Encourage them that everyone's journey is different, but this is a gift with where you're at and you can do so much for yourself with where you are. So I think for people who want to get married, prepare yourself now for when that person comes, right? Pour into yourself and find that intimacy with God to be the best version of yourself so that when they are presented, if they are presented, you're able to be a good steward of them. You're able to love that person in the best possible way and still know who you are as an individual. 
Um, so just love on yourself, right. And mm-hmm. pour into yourself and connect with God. Um, because he will fulfill you in a way that no one else can. And then for people that want to be single, um, or that just really aren't caring to date, um, in a, in an, in a moment of transparency here, I will say um, that my mother always just dreamed for me to be married. Um, and she was a stay-at-home mom, and that's what she did. And I'm so thankful for that. But I I finally had to come to a point where I was like, I'm just not called to be there right now. Like, I am loving where I'm at. I don't need that other person And so I think for people who want to be single, allow yourself to have a voice Mm -hmm. when people are pressuring you, right? Or when people are suggesting, hey, it's two is better than one. Well, not for everyone. And so just to give yourself a voice in those moments and understand that there is no shame in being single, um, I think would be my, my, my thought process there. I love that. I love that. Have a voice and to speak your truth. This is the reason. This is where I am. This is what I'm working on. I want to I want to lean in just a little bit on the statement about loving yourself. Um, the first part of the question. So um, if you're in a space where you do want to be, what I heard you say was pour into yourself and love yourself during this time. Prepare yourself. What are some ways people can do that? I mean, this is good for anyone, but specifically? I think just learning what you like, right? Learning things that um, take your mind and that you find that you're passionate about and take the time to spend in that. Um, Spend some time journaling, spend some time just with yourself and reflecting on areas that you may want to grow. But also in that giving yourself again, the self-compassion and encouraging yourself as you would encourage your best friend or your sister and give yourself, um, like affirmation, like a daily affirmation. And then you learn to pour into yourself in those ways Mm -hmm. on the days that you're feeling amazing or that you've just accomplished something like, I mean, even to just like record yourself in that moment so that on the days that you feel differently, like you can go back and see that, right? And then you're you're just pouring into yourself and loving yourself. Like, um, I don't know, I guess. And I think the biggest way to love yourself is to connect with your creator. Mm. And um, because he will tell you more about yourself than anything you will ever find. And he will love you more than anything in this world could ever love you. And um, I think that 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 is where you will find the most self-love too. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's rich. And I want to speak to um, one of the things that you, you said kind of sparked a, a thought um, for me. The women or men who are coming off of a relationship. So they've been married or they've been in a a committed relationship. And for whatever reason, um, that relationship ended. And typically when a relationship ends, it's painful. So um, acknowledging the pain um, involved in 
um, the brokenness of a relationship that once was, right? And so what would you say to people listening who are coming off of a difficult season? Maybe they're in the middle of a difficult breakup and they know singleness is impending, or maybe um, they've sort of walked through and now they're here and they're saying, oh my gosh, this wasn't the life I expected. I thought it was till death do us part. Um, what would you say to the women who are coming off of, or to the men who are coming off of, or in the middle of a very difficult um, season of where there's been brokenness in a relationship that the expectation was it would be forever? Yeah. Um, I would say coddle yourself before um, leaning into someone else coddle yourself, hold your heart and, um, just find, take the time of, you know, that, that pain and that brokenness, because I've been there too. Right. Um, I've come out of relationships that I definitely didn't want to end or think would end. And, um, it is painful, but the thing is, is if you jump to the next, they're getting, what's left over from something that they didn't give you, or, um, you're giving them something that they may not deserve. And so just taking that time to coddle your heart and, um, heal, right. Make it a healing journey instead of I'm single now. And the thing is, is change is inevitable. So Mm -hmm. learning to do things differently, sometimes I mean, it's a part of life and that may not be the part that we want it to be in, but it's also a part that we can grow abundantly in. And Mm -hmm. so, um, I would just say, take some time for yourself and learn who you are again, um, as an individual and just find your healing from that before you go Mm -hmm. to what you hope to have for future, um, so that you can bring your best, right? I love that you said that to if you jump to the next person, they will be getting what's left over from the last. And during brokenness, um, it's it's difficult um, in uh, it, to take the time to heal. And I'm thinking about um, the culture, the Fiji culture, um, when some, when there's a loss, um, historically, they would take 100 days. And they would stop all activities just for the purpose of grieving and mourning. And I I just heard this fact uh, and was really struck by 100 days before there's even consideration for moving on. And that's a, you know, that's four months, three months, four months. And that's only to grieve. That's not even, that's not even the healing process. That's not even the um, self-discovery process of um, what can I do differently in the future? What was it that drew me to this particular person that that wasn't the person that I thought? Um, how do I envision what life is going to be next? What is it that I need to do next, right? All of the things that we tend to just quickly go to. And in our Western culture, we're like a week later, two weeks later, you know, we're like, okay, that was then, this is now. And And um, really just, I love that you said coddle, Um, you know, just to pause and grieve and then to work on healing. And 
dare I even say this, the word that no one wants to hear after a breakup, but there's this element of where does forgiveness fit in? Um, and that's a whole nother podcast. Forgiveness isn't about letting the person off the hook. It's about the healing process, right? Um, and moving on. So I love how you said, you know, you if you go to the next person, you're getting what's left over from the last. And um, that's not what's best for you or the other person, right? And so um, that's that's legit. Um, and that's not easy to do, right? Like it's mm-hmm. it's definitely not easy to sit in the emotions of hurt. It's mm-hmm. definitely not easy to find healing in those emotions. Um, it, def- it it takes courage. It mm-hmm. takes bravery. And so I don't want to be dismissive and just say, well, take the time, right? Like it is hard, but it's also so worth it. So um, yeah. Yeah. Well, Christy, do you have any specific resources that you have found helpful in your journey um, that you would like to pass along to listeners? I do. Um, Focus on the Family has a living single um, purposefully. And it's, you can find it on their website, um, but it just gives you different resources. And then there is a book. It's called Thrive, The Single Life as God Intended. We'll put the links for both the Thrive book and the Living Single Purposely, both on our website and in our show notes too, for everyone to hear. Christy, as always, thank you for taking this topic that um, can be viewed as a difficult topic, one that requires us to have self-compassion. But also, I love how you incorporated, you know, the celebration and the being present just where you are, that it's not all um, a a heart's longing here. Um, And so I love that you incorporated just the piece of um, taking care of yourself and in this season and being content and present in this season. So, so good. Um, as always, I'm so glad that you are with us. Uh, and, uh, we are going to continue our conversation next week. We're going to talk with um, Tracy Typen on body image and all that goes along with Um, How do we practice self-compassion when there's um, loud voices talking to us about our body and what we think about our bodies? And so I know it's it's a common issue today. And so for those of you with us, thank you for joining. Share this with your friends and please be sure to follow us um, as we continue to offer you practical solutions for positive change. Thank you again for joining us for this episode of the Care to Change podcast, where we offer you practical solutions for positive change. Check out the show notes below to see resources mentioned in today's episode. You can follow us on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and YouTube to hear more about our conversation topics. If you have any questions from this episode or would like to hear more, please reach out to us on our care line at 317-979-7133 or email us at help at caretochange.org. We hope you found this episode helpful and invite you to join us for more of our podcast conversations.